Phillies lost an actual National Hockey League game to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them! They just lost to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for the Tears! I wrote a book, a full book, about my Leafs fandom called This Team is Ruining My Life. And I wrote this before they followed up a 4-0 win against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins when they lost to a 42-year-old Zamboni driving emergency goalie who works for them! They lost to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them! <laughs> They're the biggest joke in the National Hockey League, dude! The biggest joke! Name a bigger joke in the National Hockey League. The Buffalo Sabres? Well, hey, they haven't made the playoffs in a while. The Buffalo Sabres, they, they do lose a lot of games, don't they? I need an owner who's gonna answer the fans when they misspell names on jerseys and have Chinese knockoffs on alumni. Like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand it, man. Like, Bulldog, you, you lived through this. You've seen it. Like, have you ever been, like, have they ever sucked a passion out of you like they have me? I've dedicated my life to hockey because of the team. Like, I can't do it anymore, man. I don't need a damn camera in front of Terry Bagula every single day. But address our concerns. Be there when you screw up. Answer to the mistakes. Be accountable. I highly doubt. He would have allowed Chinese knockoff jerseys to be worn by Danny Garrett at Turkey Drive. I would have got on the ice, the goathead, missing deadline. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is it? Like, I, 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 I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, like, I'm sick of it, Bulldog. I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. Hang up and listen. I'm sorry. What a beautiful intro to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 51 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm Johnny Collin alongside Dwayne Steinell. And today, this is a special day for Dwayne. Uh, we are we are welcomed by none other than Steve Dangle Quinn, um, author of the book, This Team is Ruining My Life, uh, avid Leafs fan um, and contributor to, to multiple media outlets, uh, you've been doing some great work, but we are so pleased to have you, Steve. Welcome aboard, brother. Appreciate it. Just a couple really calm guys and Cully. <laughs> just just yeah. a couple guys who handle everything really well, well adjusted. Well, just, you know what? I, I, I told myself I can be almost as if a moderator. If things get too heated, yeah. instead of calming it down, I might stir the pot some more. Yeah, um, I like I like your Spitz jersey. Yeah, are you a Spitz fan? No, I was uh, lucky enough to play there from um, 2010 to 2012. Oh, you play, uh, did you play with Rob Quit? No, I was right after Rob Quit. I was with Ellis, um, Koklachev, Cassian. Uh, Boog but Boogie was still our head coach, uh, but DJ Smith was our assistant. Oh, very cool. No, I asked about Rob Quit because uh, he w Wayne Simmons is the guy that we claim uh, from our neighborhood because he grew up in the area, but Rob – yeah, Scarborough. Uh, he went to middle school just like down the street from where I grew up. Um, but uh, Rob Quit actually, we went to high school together. Oh, he's man, fantastic competitor. I played against him my rookie year. 
when the spits were dominant, man. And oh, unbelievable! Part of that unbelievable decor. When you look at look at it going back, like the Harry. Yeah, anyways, uh, great guy, great player too. Is he still playing? Uh, I think he's retired now, but he was in he was in Europe for a bit. So you guys were you guys were line mates uh, in floor hockey in middle school. Uh, well, I don't know if I'd say that. I was uh, man. I I did love love playing street hockey, but uh, boy, those guys uh, Rob Quit wouldn't be playing street hockey with me or Wayne Simmons. Those guys had like triple A <laughs> tournaments to go to and getting drafted the OHL. Come on, man. Come on. They're they're not. They're not playing on a cul-de-sac with me. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, Steve, I could, uh, you, you really just made Cully's entire day just bringing up that jersey in the background because oh, oh, listen, listen, it, it's, it, it's no coincidence. It's always back there. We always have a, Hey, I played in the OHL drop during every episode. He like, he, he hasn't put the yearbook away yet. I love him, but, uh, you just really made his entire day. Maybe his week. Well, well, Dwayne, I, I have you have two jerseys in the back. I figured I'd throw one up. I'm sorry, it's my own. That's you know, yeah. all I got. Not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Man, I would I'd hang up uh, my OHL jersey. I, I worked with a guy who played one exhibition game uh for the Rangers. And you think he's embarrassed about it? No. Oh. He hangs oh. it above his desk. Absolutely. He, he loves yeah, right. it. Why why wouldn't why wouldn't you? Uh but yeah, I mean that intro, obviously, Steve coming in, you came in hot. Uh you know, that, that doesn't get you six to midnight in a hurry, man. I don't know what will. I mean, it, my, my rant, you know, fails in comparison to you and what you did that day. It's, you know, but uh, you, you're, you're not wrong. Two very passionate, kind of calm uh, Sabres and Leafs fans on one podcast. You know, what could, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, but again, thanks for joining us, Steve. I really do appreciate this. Um, just, you know, circling back to when you had me on your show, man, I, I went back and I listened to the whole thing uh, for the second time, uh, first time being right after we did it. I didn't realize how much I talked, dude. I am so sorry. Like, I literally oh. hijacked your entire show, and I think I might even talked over you guys a couple times. Oh, I mean, you're on the phone. So Adam, Jesse, and I, we've been we, – we talk over each other in person as it is, uh, but with uh, the the adjustment to doing a show on the computer, oh, my God, it's it's been really difficult. And we've learned to just surrender and go, go ahead. But then we get into a Canadian standoff. And, no, after you, after you, after you, after you. And <laughs> you got it. Listen, you got to just talk. You got to just talk and make it happen, and hopefully the show's good. What's that? Now, now you know, speaking, you, you brought that up that you know, you're doing everything from home. You did just have your, your, you know, your firstborn, your son, Leo. What has that been like? Because, you know, you always try and find like a silver lining and everything. Like, I, I, I mean, me personally, I would find that as like a silver lining because when you have a child, yeah, the first couple of weeks you're there, but then you're off at work and you sometimes you miss out on like a lot of special moments. Is that, have you found that as like a silver lining that you've been there through so much of his like, first like months and you know first year uh, you know being a father do you find that as like a silver lining do you cherish that opportunity oh of course like it's so so lucky and like i think of i think of the unique um not not even just being at home but like when we were doing like sleep training to to get him to sleep through the night um and when he was sort of because after the three or four month uh mark they really start to become people if that makes sense like babies they just they're very like primal functions they gotta yeah. eat they gotta poop they gotta and then they they start to play with you and, and look at you and everything but 
so when 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 he's going through the the months where he's turning into who he's going to become and uh, he's going through sleep training and everything that was october november and that's the beginning of the hockey season and that's go 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 and it, and it's insanity the first uh, couple of weeks of the season but it wasn't like that this year no. right so it was i mean it was nothing like 2013 when i was you know cursing at the entire world because there was a lockout and i couldn't get a job or anything i was actually kind of like eh, you know this isn't so bad uh, you know i i do want hockey back and i'm super stoked that it's back now but at the time yeah i i feel like uh feel like a higher power maybe set up the pins for me on that one. And I, I don't know, every now and then I still manage to gutter it, but I, I hit a few, I knocked yeah. down a few. And it's definitely, like I said, it's a silver lining for sure, man. Like I see a lot of the stuff you post about them and especially that one commercial with you, uh, you know, turning on the electric at sports, then he oh, yeah. slowly turns his head away as you, I thought that was hilarious, but that was just, those are just cool moments, man. There's cool moments you get to share with your son. You're your first born, um, again, I'm sure, you know, Mrs. Dangle greatly appreciates your presence at home, um, helping out. So, and, um, but, you know, circling back to, you know, said 2013, obviously when you were just kind of getting your start, did you ever like think that you would get this big amongst Leafs fans? The fact that Edge cut a promo in response to something you said, like in, 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 in terms of wrestlers, from, that were in WWE or WCW that came from the great North. You know, you got, you have obviously the, the obvious Bret Hart, you know, um, you know, the Hart Foundation, you know, I actually, my, my men's league team, we are the, our, our team name is the Hart Foundation. We have these amazing pink and black jerseys. My, all my setup goes, goes according to everything with the pink and black, with the metallic pink cage on my, on my bucket. It's amazing. But you know, then you have Chris Jericho and then Edge. And, like, Edge has been, like, the biggest storyline amongst, like, in wrestling for the past year, dating back to his return at the Royal Rumble, where you really saw, like, just that true kid passion in his face when he's looking around and realizing, oh, my God, I'm back. This is happening. And just, like, that, dude, that really – every time I see that, it sends chills up my spine. And you cut a promo and he responded. So, like, that's, like, how synonymous you are with, like, Leafs Nation and Leafs fans. Like, what is that like? Well, man, like it's been a long journey, right? So the the videos that I do after every Leaf game, there's LFR, a reason. Amazing. LFRs. But there's yeah. a reason this year's videos say LFR 14. This is my yeah. 14th season, right? And yeah, tw- 2013, I kind of look at as like my second chance, like my second start. And it's when the channel really started taking off. But I'd been making a video after every game since 2007, right? So... It's I I didn't expect to get to a place where this is my only gig, um, but uh, you know it's I, I guess it's just a lesson in um, you you just gotta you just gotta stick to it and you gotta stink for a little while and <laughs> figure out what you're good at and just get your reps in. Um, it always uh, it it I'm I'm not a big believer in the uh, wake up at 5 a.m. and work you know 16 hours a day. You gotta want it more than them. I'm 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 not big on that. But I get disheartened when I see someone go, oh, I want to start a podcast or I want to start making videos, and they do it for like two weeks. So, you know, some of them maybe a couple months, and then they stop. And it's like, well, I guess yeah. I guess it's good you discovered you don't want to do it, <laughs> but. but you know, it's, it does, it, it takes a while. It doesn't take as long now though. 
It doesn't take yeah. as long now as it did in 2007. 2007, YouTube was for weirdos. Yeah, and it, now it's a big platform. And you know, for all, like I said and mentioned in my live video a couple nights ago, you know, for all those who maybe can't stand me and Cully, who can't stand like I me. Mean, granted, this podcast started a few years ago and it lasted two episodes, but then we we revived it. You have Steve Dangle to blame for this because when I was on his show, I was told multiple times, "Dude, you need to start a podcast." Dude, you need to start a podcast. And then, like the like the like the stars aligned. Cully actually messaged me when I was going to message him in regards to bringing back two goalies, one Mike. And it was just, it was like, everything was just, like I said, the stars aligned. It was amazing. We've been having a lot of fun since we've had a lot of fun guests on. This is the bone we've been waiting for though, for sure. Because I feel like there's so much crossover. Oh, Steve. Uh, heavens guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate you know, that. I, I feel like there's, there's so much crossover, not just between me and Steve and just like our passion, but just like what our fan bases have been through both together through through the years you know obviously obviously you guys have cups that that's that's no secret but like you know yeah but i don't huh yeah but but i don't like as a fan i don't i know the leaves do but i don't i appreciate that steve i think when you hate to bring it up but when the yankees fans that are my age say hey 27 i'm like okay yeah but you you realistically have two right from the time you were a fan so let's pump your brakes on that so appreciate you saying that steve thank you yeah. Well, and it's like it's like Habs fans, like oh, twenty four. It's it's you're starting to brag about what your dad does for work at school. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, my dad <laughs> your dad up. <laughs> yeah, my dad can beat up your dad. Okay, well, what about you? I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, and you know, it, it's you know, I've said about the Sabers so many times. It's much like the Boston Red Sox before they finally won one after 80, 84 years. Is it is it's the Sabers haven't and the same thing with the Leafs. We don't make we don't just lose, we made it an art form. Like we 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 don't just we just don't lose like normally. There's always some headline, there's always some controversy or just some complete absolute meltdown and it's just it's in the history books for both organizations. Us especially, you know, back in '99, and then Phantom Goal, and then let's not even just talk about the last couple of years. But it's just, it's just been this, you know, misery, absolute misery for so many years now. We're we're we started we 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 piggybacked off the Bills drought. We started our own, but you know, it, it's it, you know, it, it's disheartening. And there's but there is a lot to relate as much as. Uh, the rivalry may or may not still exist. There's so much to relate to between Sabres and Leafs fan. And after I was on your show, like I, I grew a, like I, it was crazy. Like I got so many people who started to follow me on Twitter from just from being on your show that still just DM me all the time. And like, yeah, I might just hate the Leafs, but I love their fans. Now it's, it, it's wild. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one because we've sort of been isolated to, uh, Canada, right? With all all the Canadian teams, and what I keep saying is, Habs fans hate the Leafs. Oilers fans hate Leafs fans. Canucks fans hate Leafs media or Toronto yeah. media. So that's yep. that's the difference. And um, I'm glad I'm glad you like Leaf fans because if you look hard enough, you'll find shitheads. Like it's oh, sure. it's I not difficult. They're they're in a, they're a part of every fan base, right? If you look hard enough, you will find them. Oh, of course. And you can you know you can maybe make an observation that it's disproportionate to one or the other. But like what? Let's say the pause for laughter. But let's say the Leafs win the cup this year. I'm I'm sorry. How do you not feel good for me? 
I do. I do. You've been suffering forever. I'll feel good for you when you win next year. But this this has been pain and awful forever. And then they finally do it. Oh, it's a Disney movie. It's I'll amazing. Feel, and wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be like that? That like irony of the Leafs win it in the year that they can't fully celebrate it, right? When you perfectly Leafs. That perfectly least that that was literally you took the words out of my mouth, Cully. That that would be the year, right? Just like the Bills, this would have been the year. Right? Oh, right? Like it's not like anybody after the fact was following protocol. We had thousands of people show up to the airport after they won a playoff game. Like, but like still, like, that would be the year. You know, you, you would fully expect if, if if that game would have happened at home. If save per, per well, actually no. If if you know if there were fans in the stands, more fans in the stands when they won that playoff game or even when they won the division, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I'll, t- I'll bet every penny in my bank account and 401k fans would have rushed the field and took down the goalposts. That would have happened because it now, happened years ago against Miami and it would have happened this time too. Now, Steve, let me ask you a question. Let's just say hypothetically the Leafs win this coming year because Toronto is a very big city. Um, what do you, in? let's just say the restrictions are still in place. How would Toronto celebrate a cup in this in this dynamic? Like, what would that be like? This is the tough thing. Like, I don't. Ah, I, ah, I, know, I would have to in your brain with the idea of Leafs winning just to torture you as well. So this is yeah. a, a two sided question. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would be good boys and girls, but I think a lot of people would be outside. I and no, I don't I, think that's. You know, it's not me, you, you know, like when, when the Bucks won, um, there was, there was a lot of like tut tutting at Florida. There's, there's a lot of time to tut tut at Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they've, they've, but, been, they've been set the standard for, for this entire pandemic. So yeah. And then they won two damn championships. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Because three. go figure, but three, didn't they? Did three? They? No, almost, almost, almost very almost, close. Almost three. Oh, uh, that's right. The Rays lost. The Rays lost. Yeah. Nah, you know, my bad. My bad. It's yeah. it, it would be wild too, and just you know, again, it's disheartening. Like I like, honest to God, as much as I hate the Leafs, I I was I'm excited. I would be excited for people like Steve, hundred percent, because just just like when the Cubs finally won a World Series, I was excited for Cubs fans because they've been oh, through hell, been through hell. Leafs fans have been through hell. I would I would hope that Steve would feel feel for us if we finally won just anything. Give us anything. Other than a, a Buffalo Buttes championship, which I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to sour against that, but like, you know, some a, a sport, a, a team that's been around for as long as the Bills and Sabers have been, like, just give, give it's us several. something. It's give decades, some, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Anything, like, shit, like, <laughs> it, it's like, it, you know, and just like, honest to God, like, I've, I, I've gone back and forth about doing reaction videos myself too. I'm trying to get set up for myself, but like, I cringe, I cringe at like how I'm going to act, like, you know, how much I'll blow up at the oh. fact that just to see the way this team loses and how they choose to lose, even though this has been so far, it looks like the best team they've had in some time. But, you know, going back to your team right now, Steve, absolute heater, absolute heater. Are they 11 and two, I believe? Uh, something like that. I want 11, two and two or three and yes. two. So the, now with the current situation with obviously the division realignment, does that take away from anything from you as a fan? Do you, do you, do you take it with a grain of salt knowing that you're only playing these other teams rather than coming down 
you know, south from the border and just playing, you know, teams like the Sabres, the Bruins, the Lightning. Does it take away from that from you? Or are you just enjoying this ride? No, I'm just enjoying it. It's first of all, the season's been too damn fast for for me to even think that deep. You know, it's uh, every every second night there's a game, uh, pretty much. Um, so, how has that how has that affected your ability to get out your reaction videos? Uh, I've been it's it's forced me to be kind of regimented, like much more than usual, because uh, I got my two Sportsnet videos that I make every week. Um, and then there's the occasional extra. So like I did one for, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I'm going to be shooting one this upcoming week. Uh, at least one. Wait. Oh God. Now I'm, now I'm forgetting what I've forgotten and forgetting what I've remembered and, and all that I stuff. Love it, love it. But I've, I've been forced to be like way more regimented with it. Um, you know, nap time is at this time. And then I go upstairs and help with that and maybe grab a bite to eat. And then I got to go downstairs and shoot this. And then I go back upstairs and I help with something else, go downstairs and edit. And then, you know, so it's, it's, uh, at least I haven't had to commute, yeah, I guess, yeah. which is, which is a very greater Toronto there. area thing to say, but, um, it's, it's, it's been fun, but the, from January, January 13th, the beginning of the season to now, it's been like that. Yeah. Yeah, once you get into that routine, we're creatures of habit, just like hockey players are, right? And yeah. and that's when we, we do our best work. But Steve, I'm with you. I I'm a daughter of uh, or sorry, I'm a daughter, daughter. I'm a father <laughs> of two daughters, and and uh, you know the unpredictability of, of, of fatherhood can throw a wrench in things. But it's also so cool at that age. I remember when my youngest. You're right when you said it earlier. You really start to see their personality and the humans they become from in that four, five, six, seven month range, which yeah. is awesome. Now, his will his first we uh, words be goalies go. I would so love it to be like hey, Jack Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I hope not, man. I I hope I would like him to be a Leafs fan. Uh, I've said a few times. I would definitely be open to him being a fan of another team. And here's why. Because my uh, father-in-law and my brother-in-law, uh, one is a huge – they're from Scotland. They're a big soccer family. One is a huge Liverpool fan, and the other is a big Chelsea fan. And okay. every weekend is a pay-per-view event. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the, I, and I'm not even talking about the, the soccer on the TV. I'm talking about just watching them beak back and forth. Yeah. Right? So I would – be heartbroken and question my abilities as a father if Leo became a Boston Bruins fan. But at very least, we would have the 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 playful uh, headbutting that that comes with it. I I hope he's a Leafs fan though because I got to say this, and and maybe maybe you guys can relate to this. So when I was working, I, I worked at the Toronto Zoo for seven years, uh, and I got to see the merch everyone was wearing. The dads wore old leaf shirts with that old terrible logo. Yeah. Um, the the boring uh, I hated that logo. I hated that logo. Oh, stencil logo. It's yeah. terrible. Um, and you know, it looked like they wore it to bed, it looked like they used it to wash the car. Uh, you know, and the kids, though, their kids were wearing Crosby stuff and Tave stuff, and a lot of Getzlaff stuff. He was really popular. And Ovechkin stuff. So player-oriented. Player-oriented, but because those players played for teams that didn't suck. 
Like when I worked yeah. at the zoo, well, yeah. belief sucks. Right? I have so many friends who are the same way that just choose other teams and like, you know, that weren't here during, you know, not friends, but just like kids I've coached who are like Ovechkin fans, Crosby fans, you know, they're, they're you know, they're big, um, just, you know, McDavid fans or dry Like, it's just like, I see this. It's like, dude, you guys don't even know how like awesome it is when this team is good. You just have no clue. I, I feel so bad that they've lived through this, this, this torture of just mediocrity. And like, I totally get that, man, because you just, that's, it's everywhere here in Buffalo with that, that age group. Yeah. You need, you need one. Well, like Eichel should be such a much bigger star than he is. And it's hard to make a star out of a player who's on a crap team. It's got nothing to do with him, Mm-mm. you know. So winning, I don't winning, even. I don't even. Changes everything, brother. Winning changes everything, and yeah. with that, personal stardom takes a, a shot. Think about Josh Allen, right? I hate to use that comparison with cross sports, but um, outside of Buffalo, he gained a lot more fans this year because yep. they were winning, right? You couldn't and get I, his jersey. You could not get his jersey for like as a Christmas gift unless you ordered it. Three two goals, one Mike found a way in our little well, we giveaway. We did, did find a way. Granted, Steve, you'll get a laugh out of this. They were knockoffs. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So, hey, let me ask you. guys are going to run the team soon. <laughs> Steve, I couldn't figure out which jersey to order because we were hanging at the studio. I uh, was looking because I don't have a favorite saber. I was thinking about Carter Hart in the Orange Flyers. 79 is a, a solid number. I ended up deciding for uh, a blue, like a Royal Sabres. 89 Mogilny captain's jersey. How do you feel about that? Ooh, big fan. Big fan. Um, I big love fan. it. Love to hear it. I feel immediately better about it, Dwayne. Yeah, uh, you know, I Mogilny and him and LaFontaine were together. That was something special to watch, man. I that was my early, early years as a Sabres fan. And I very I, you know, vague memories of it. But the yeah, Patty was my first favorite, real favorite Saber, you know, and watching him and doing what him and Mogilny did was absolutely magic. It was unbelievable. They were they were magic, but uh, I'm just remembering how much uh, Drury and Briere used to <laughs> torture my team. Torture. Uh, well, let's, was this 2008, 2009? No, 06, 07. 05, 06, yeah, 06, 07. Yeah. Two years. Okay, so I, I want to bring this up, Steve. I was lucky enough to live in Ontario from 08 to 2013. So that was not great years for the Leafs, right? No um, I remember Vesa Toscolo was th- th- wasn't he in the pipes at some point? <laughs> a lot of mediocre teams. Um, Mika Nornan has a goal against Toronto. Who's that? Mika Nornan has a goal against Toronto. The goalie? Mika Nornan oh. and the, t- the goalie? Yeah. Wow. He made a save. He made a save. I, I'm almost a thousand percent positive against Toronto. He made a save, and uh, a Toronto player wrapped it around the boards. It hit a Nornan in the boards and went straight into the empty net and. Mika Nornan was the last Buffalo player to have possession of the puck. I gotta look this up. Now you got. Now you got me all messed up. Well, well, he looks that up, Dwayne. Um, let me know when you're at, when when I when when I can uh, pick his brain about the, the Leaf start to the season. I I have a couple questions oh, yeah. about that. No, absolutely. Uh, but just you know, we'll all be damned. He has a goal. <laughs> I never knew that either. That's wild. Whoa. Yeah, he does. And of course, it's nobody knew it was him too at first. It wasn't announced to like, like really, like at the end of the game, they gave him credit for the goal. I it was great. It was great. Uh, um, I think he said he still has that puck like hanging above his mantle or something like that, which you should. But uh, he's one of a handful of goalies ever score a goal in the league. 
But, you know, going back to those days, though, you know, you brought up Drury and Briere. My favorite series is back then were be predating to that. Obviously, we go back to the 98-99, uh, you know, conference finals series where Hashik and Cujo, my two favorite goalies, just, oh. you know, you have Brian Holzinger, guys like. You what know. a last name for the record, Holzinger. I love saying it. Rick Jenneret said it with such, like, uh, his enunciation. Holzinger! It just drove me wild. <laughs> I loved it. He, he can't say a name wrong. However, no. he says it. That's how it's said now. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Stu Barnes, you know, Mike. Stu Barnes! <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. You know, it's because of Rick, though. It's because of Rick. A lot of those players are still held to the same regard that we held them because Rick just made them so infamous in the way he pre his presentation of his calls of the game. And just you think of guys like, guys like Holzinger. Guys like Pat LaFontaine. I mean, Pat LaFontaine was in a league of his own, real on and off the ice. Couldn't find a better human being. No, I have a quick question. With LaFontaine, so I, I played for Dougie Gilmore in Kingston. We were the last place team in the league, Steve, but he nice. was just a hero of mine because I remember him. You know, me and me and Dwayne have talked about it. Mm -hmm. He is somewhat of a Canadian icon in a way, right? His time with the Flames when they were good. Did he win a cup with the Flames? Yes. And yep. then he came to Toronto, and yeah. those Toronto teams, Dwayne, and, and you and I talked about this yesterday, they never reached the peak. And obviously you go back to that series against L.A. Was It was L.A., right, with the high-sticking call late? Oh, it was L.A. I think that's the closest you guys have been. Well, no, I'm sorry. I think that's the best team with the best chance sense. Do you disagree with me? They, you know what? They blew a few really good chances. That team had a really good chance. Uh, Vancouver kind of beat them up the next year in the conference final, but your final four back to back years like that's really difficult to do. 2002 was a heartbreaker. 99, I mean, it's Dominic Hashik, we kind of knew, but but 2002 is the one where I remember because the Leafs had pulled off such amazing performances in the first two rounds. They had so many injuries. Sundin was out for most of it. It was like number one center, Alan McCauley uh, with Gary Roberts. And then we knew we were getting Carolina and Sundin was coming back. And it was the moment, like, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, they're going to make the cup final. Oh my God, they're going to make it. And then friggin' Jeff O'Neill ruins everything. Oh, and the Hurricanes ruin everything. And, and, Oh, three, they had a really good team. Oh, four, they had a really good team and just couldn't quite put it together in the playoffs. And then I don't want to talk about what happened after. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick was all we really had going for it. Like, honestly, those teams. Gilby played for that team. Sorry, keep going, Dwayne. No, no. I mean, Hashik was really all we had going. Not, I don't, no disrespect to the players in those teams because, you know, you know, they, they were for a long time, they were considered the hardest working team in hockey, you know, you know back when they got that moniker under Ted Nolan and then Lindy Ruff later on. But, you know, you forget in that series, Dwayne Rolison made an, a, a surprise appearance too. Was it? I thought it was Steve Shields. No, no. This was Dwayne. Old friends of the program, though. A couple of clicks yeah, those boys. Those ah. uh, yeah, no, it was it, it was Rolly the goalie. In 96-97, he went down with that injury in the first round. And then Steve Shields and the infamous, uh, you know, Ron Tugnut, Derek Plant goal. You know, my favorite Rick Janarek call of all time, you know, where it goes off Tugger's uh, glove. Ronnie Tugger, best name in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Garth Snow, Steve Shields for the next round. That was two years before, 98-99. That's when Roley – it was ra it was random. I think something flared up on Dom, and then 
it, Rollison had to make a random appearance, and uh, I believe we won that game. Yes, you did, and it, and it's one of several missed opportunities for the Leafs. A couple of years ago, they uh, they were down two one to the Bruins, but they got Game Four at home, and Bergeron's out of the lineup. You have to win that game. Yeah, you cannot lose that game, and they friggin' lost it. And then because, like you said, it's the Leafs. They win five and six. They force it to seven because that's the only way they can lose to the Bruins. That's the only way they're allowed. They were so bad that they lost to a Bergeronless Bruins team. Oh. Somehow fa- found a way. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> I want to go oh, home. You get me started, man. Like I just want to come pick me up. Steve, at least you were in the playoffs. At least you were there. Fair enough. Yeah. At least you're there. Yeah. At least you're there. You're right. We haven't right. seen the playoffs since 2009. It's been, it's been fucking, wow. it's been, it's, been, it's, 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 oh my God, man. It's just been, and just the way this team loses, just like, it's just the way they choose to lose. Oh, we're just going to rip off a 10 game winning streak to start the season. Get all your hopes on high, really make you start talking about the Stanley Cup a month into the year. And then we're just going to t- explode uh. all over the goddamn place. And then the next year do the same exact thing. Hot start, eight, one and one, whatever it was. And then it just again. And then what happened at post All Star break against Ottawa, laying an egg? I lose my damn mind. I come on your show, and now we're here talking about a Ralph Kruger coach Sabers, uh, and us being excited about a below five hundred team. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as we're at, God, I I just I don't miss that. I don't miss that. And that was part of the what you were seeing in the in the Zamboni driver video the you know where david airs wins um what you were seeing oh big save dave like what 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 you were seeing there is not a guy who's just mad that his team lost to an emergency backup and they're going to get made fun of for the next little while it was me realizing in that moment my team's about to not do shit in the playoffs so i was preemptively like, I don't know who it's going to be against or how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And it, I was coming to grips with that all in one night. And, you know, you want to know what, when, when, when everything happened with the rant, it was similar to that because it's like, you know, you, you, you came out of that all-star break, you saw all these games against bad teams behind you in the standings and a real chance to take a run at it. And then you, you play that game against Ottawa and like literally just sitting there in the stands, just like, Oh my God! It's it's we're gonna we're not gonna make the playoffs again. We're we're, we're just, just just that feeling of defeat, and then you get on the phone, and I I'm a, I I was I've only gotten through once since then, but like actually no twice, two times. Um, I, I just uh, I was such a consistent caller that the guys on the the screener guys knew who I was, and just just sitting there on hold for like five ten minutes, it's like, dude, this is I I just can't call. I I'm not gonna be able to like. I got, I got to, I got to really word this guy's felt so deflated. And then Sabres Twitter saved the day and just brought all that, ne- made me feed, help me feed all that negativity that I've been feeling for the last 10 years. And I just lost my mind and just kind of like the same thing, just realizing in that moment that you know, we're not going to make the playoffs again. We're going to lose another year of Jack Eichel. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you just and, and not to mention Rasmus Dahlin's entry level contract, which you should be oh. taking advantage of. But we just choose not to. Anytime we bring in a player like this, three years of just like pennies on a guy like Jack Eichel. Three years about pennies on a guy like Rasmus Dahlin. Just and and, that, and then wait, 
Taylor Hall for one year. <laughs> one year. You have Taylor Hall for one year. And then, like, Eric Stahl for one year. And we, we put Jeff Skinner on the fourth line to start the season. He's still there. He's still, like, you know, at practice, he, he's, he's back on the first line finally. Yeah, I was about oh, to say, Dwayne. You know, you know, know, you paying him $9 million to sit on your fourth line. $9 million playing with Riley Sheehan, a guy who was on the streets a week before the season. We're paying mm. – yeah, I like Riley Sheehan. Actually, he's like all you want, but he's a fourth liner. Yeah, but he's played. He's done his job. He's he's. he's you're oh, right. Skinner's going to be on the fourth line. Steve, that. my theory was this: not we're not privy to what goes on in the locker room, especially this year. That the, the reporters aren't there. I trust Ralph Kruger, maybe more so than Dwayne. I'd like to think that Skinner did something to 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 earn that. And that Kruger wanted him to, you know, wanted him to see the, hey, you want this, you got to earn it. I'd like to think that. Could I be wrong? Yes. Dwayne thought I was a nut, but I'm just saying. He's back there now, Dwayne. Let's just accept it and move on. After two, after a year and a, over almost two years of just being in Ralph Kruger's doghouse after scoring 40 goals on Jack's right side or left side, now, now, hey, maybe it's finally a good time after COVID literally ran its course through the roster. Let's finally give Jeff Skinner a chance on the first line. It's just I always say head coaches need to do two things, right? Find the chemistry and have line consistency. When you're when you're trying to do that and you're switching up lines, it can work against you. Sometimes you don't have that time, and, and sometimes things take time to work. I don't know. But or, or a guy who scores goals on a line where he can score goals. That, that, he's a defensive that. liability. His effort's been questionable. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Just, no, just stop. No. All right, fine. Can I, is good. Can, I ask, can I ask Steve a question now? Go ahead. <laughs> Steve, I, I look at this Maple Leaf season, and it's been really interesting for me. I'm a big matchup guy. Um, the, the new divisions are great. I love it for this year. I'm not going to comment on it going forward. Um but you guys, you guys had a great first game of the year against Montreal. I loved it. The, the pace was there. Hockey's back, baby. That rivalry's back. A big win. You, you, you drop one to Ottawa. We'll let that go. Um, <laughs> and then you guys really went on a really good stretch. What is that? Uh, six out of seven, right? Or no, my bad. Um, three, six. Not 11 out of 15 is all I care. Yeah, it's all you yeah. care. You go through that, the one thing that I like about this year that I hope they remain, remain that keep some part of it is like almost like the college like scheduling, playing teams back to back, right? Um, and I think that leads to more intensity. It leads to some more, you know, coaching being involved in the game. You guys have really taken advantage of that, you know, with, with the Calgary sweep, with the, the, the Vancouver sweep. Um, you know, what have you seen out of this Leafs team during that stretch? Um, it, you know, they're, 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 my money's on them for the North Division. Uh, it'll be fun to see how this plays out. Um, you know, so just take me through that that start and what they've done well this year under Sheldon Keefe. Um, well, they've they've definitely they've had purpose for crying out loud, which they've really lacked at times. Um, and actually that's part of the reason I think they lost to Montreal the other night is the second line. Well, Carey just doesn't, Price was okay too. Carey Price was okay, but like the second line's just running around and, and, you know, you were talking about line consistency, uh, with all the injuries, they, they haven't really had the opportunity, but what, what I've noticed the most, uh, you know, TJ Brody doesn't need to be a star. He just simply wow. needs to be steady and the best partner 
Riley's ever had as a leaf. And the bar is here. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the bar is here. And he's he's been very good. He's been steady back there. But they're playing with a different FU attitude. Matthews uh, has figured out how big he is, finally. Marner tends to run around when he doesn't know what's going on. and But when he's focused... He's elite and he's, you know, he's in the Art Ross conversation. Probably going to lose that two-headed monster in Edmonton, but uh, I mean, at the expense of winning games. Uh, so that's definitely okay. Um, and I'm I'm one of the Leaf fans that probably is reading way too much into Wayne Simmons, but uh, like he's just given the team this completely different attitude, I think. It's it's him, it's Bogosian, excuse me while I turn turn the knife. Uh, you know, Muzzin, um, and it's just, it's not that those guys are fighting all the fights for the Leafs. They're bringing them into the fight is, is what I've loved about it. Um, and they won't be pushed around. They won't be denied. It helps that they've gotten some depth scoring. How do you, how do you put a price on a hat trick from Jason Spezza? Oh, that uh, was beautiful. That was, that, uh, that third goal was beautiful. Oh my God. Classic, so good. Classic Spezza. Classic. That's that made our lives a living hell here in Buffalo when he was with Ottawa. Oh, you and me both, man. You and me both. And it was Alfredson not a fun time. When they were on a line together, and then after he oh. them, Alfredson was the ultimate saber killer for us. He was the worst. Was, <laughs> but, uh, I remember everyone was a leaf killer. <laughs> yeah. with, with, beep, beep. Go ahead, Dwayne. No, I'm just saying with that being said, I know we got to wrap up here in a second for you, Steve, but just if you can just, you know, obviously, you know, I was excited when you guys drafted Austin Matthews. I was one of the few just because like I'm a big Sabres leaf rivalry guy. Like that's where I really grew up to become a Sabres fan. I love the Sabres, that rivalry. And I have so many good memories during Leafs games with my dad in that arena. Just even, even, e even during the, these bad years, you know, I, I, I wouldn't sell my tickets all the time and I would go to the games and just be that indignant, you know, stubborn Sabres fan. Like, ah, screw your money. I, I don't care. I, I, I'm going to this game. I'm going to be one Sabres fan that won't sell his seat. And, uh, you know, just that rivalry that now exists that we seem like Jack Eichel has embraced because he's even he's even gone on record to say it. He notices the amount of Leafs fans in attendance, and he it, he said it motivates him. And you've seen, you know, him go at Leafs fans after he scores a goal. You know, he he, he picks them out. He finds them. Just he's the point, the point was the best one. Yes, yes, the point and the the sit down. It was great. Yeah. I, I I revel in that rivalry because it, it it's starting to poke its head up again. And then obviously this pandemic happens. We can't, you know, you know, we don't get that opportunity unless they, they see each other in the playoffs, which would be amazing. Um, but you know, do you see that as with this Eichel Eichel Matthews thing? Do you see that rivalry becoming relevant again? Well, it's obvious that it's important to the both of them, right? And I and I think it starts there. That that's the most important. Matthews wants to beat Eichel. Eichel wants to beat Matthews. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about it needs to mean something in the standings. So, you know, part of the reason why the Leafs Habs have been so good this year is because they're one and two. Now, both teams have put on spectacular performances against each other. They're always fun to watch against each other. The whether the Leafs right now. Oh yeah. But like whether the Leafs are in the toilet and and the Habs are number 1 or it's the opposite um which it has seemed to have been for the last like quarter century. It's always one or the other. Yeah. Or they're both mediocre. Uh, they've they've put great games on together. But at the end of the day, it needs to there needs to be something up for grabs. 
right? And right now it's first place that's up for grabs, right? So it it just makes it all better. So for Matthews Eichel to be a thing, it's great that they care. It's great that the fans care. It's got to mean something. It's yeah. got to mean something. And when they're both good, which we hope we get the Sabres this year, maybe next, that's, you know, that's when it's relevant because that's when that rivalry was hot, when they're both teams were good and the games meant something in the standings. So, um, Steve, I, I know you got to go. I know okay, you got Can I sneak in one more? Sure. Okay. Um, my favorite saying is saying, buzzing Jake Muzzin. I say it to all my players. Love that guy. What has um, Sheldon Keefe and company done to solidify that back end besides the addition of Brody? I've always liked Brody's game. Oh, he's been undercover solid. But besides that, what it, what it what's really been the difference? Because I think that's been an Achilles heel, limiting the high danger chances and, and you know, the, the odd man rush is coming back. This, this, this Nate Believes team, I really like this year's team. Yeah, Freddie has taken a lot of criticism within this fan base, Fred Freddie Anderson. Um, and some of it's been warranted, but the amount of two-on-ones that he had to face last year was wild. It was way too much. Now, I remember I can remember TJ Brody successfully breaking up three or four this season alone. And that's one guy, and that's three or four goals right there, which over yeah. 15 games can be a pretty huge swing. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's it's not just that he's doing that. The two on ones have been super limited, and I've noticed there's there just always seems to be two guys back, and sometimes one of them's a forward. Um, but yeah, they 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 just seem to play more conservative and no Is that coaching. Then it I think it has to be coaching, and and yeah. I'll tell you why because uh, the the NHL doesn't have a most improved player award, but if it, if they did. Justin Hall has to be in the conversation. This, this guy an unbelievable year. Oh, like heading into the season, I was like, I don't even know if this is an everyday player and he's playing on your shutdown pair. He's so good. And he, he's playing like the Justin Hall that I watched in the minors with Sheldon Keefe. Um, you know, Babcock, we, we can get into that whole discussion, but I just feel like he tried, <laughs> to, he, he tried to jam, uh, you know, square pegs uh, into round holes and the, I am so friggin' smart. This will work the way I think it w should work. And then you get Sheldon Keefe. Like I made these guys like <laughs> I, yeah, you know I cultivated these players for you and you're using them this way. Now he comes into the, uh, the NHL and he goes, you know, Hey, Justin, uh, play like you did with me in the minors, except now you're pairing. Uh, now your partner is Jake Muzzin instead of Martin Marincin, who it was with the Marlies, right? So he's yeah, he's he's been able to he's been able to play his game, which is uh, I would say smart offensive. So any any defenseman can play dumb offensive. You just don't don't bother looking behind you. But but he he always seems to every offensive play he makes has defensive intent in yeah. there. He he's always shoulder checking. He's always getting back. He's he's just a smart player. I always call it picking and choosing your spots to get in, in up and down the ice and in the play. Right, yeah. and uh, I love it. One last thing for me, and then Dwayne, it's all you. Please say hi to Jack Campbell. He was my goalie partner in Windsor. Uh, Soupy's my boy. I love him. I mean, he's not Soupy to you guys, but. Um, Jack's incredible. Nicest human being on the face of the earth.
Oh, he's so well for you guys. Huge fan favorite here. Huge ha- yeah. fan favorite. Can't wait till he's hey, back. Hey, when's the last time you guys had a good second goalie? I think in this condensed season, that makes a big difference. Uh, it's got to be McElhaney, but even when he arrived, I didn't – I was like, oh, him? <laughs> this guy? <laughs> you think about it in that way. Okay. McElhaney, I take Campbell all day. Yeah. It has oh, yeah. Campbell, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with that being said, you know, Steve, thanks again, man. Uh, I know we kept you on a little bit longer than you wanted to, but the conversation was unbelievable. Absolutely electric. Uh, but uh, with that being said, guys, uh, again, Steve, thank you for coming on with us. Again, very grateful. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it very much. Uh, remember, go to manscaped.com, new sponsor for Trainwreck Sports. Use the discount code TRAINWRECK, all in capital letters, T R A I. N-W-R-E-C-K. I'm always scared to misspell that on, on air. Who <laughs> are you, biz nasty? Uh, use that discount, you use that discount code, you get 20% off. This has been episode 51 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, I am Dwayne Cully. Uh, just a couple notes, guys. Check out Steve's videos. Um, uh, our videos for check sure. Check out his book. Uh, this team has ruined my life. Obviously, you can draw the parallels between what's going on with us. Um, I think we're, we're going to be seeing a book like that from Dwayne on the horizon just because him and Daniel are, are like the perfect uh, embodiment of their team, right? And it's 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 amazing. Dwayne, I, I thought you, you knocked the park out, out and out of the park with these interviews, man. You do a great job. Um, I know that your interactions with, with Steve have been great, um, your appearances on his show. Um, but even you, you know, I, I knew who Steve Dangle was when I was in Canada. He was really making his rise. Uh, but to see him enjoy the success he's had, Dwayne, it's been so fun. And it's somebody yeah, it's somebody that I compare you to, man, because the more and more you do this, you're becoming the face for a lot of pissed off Sabres fans. And we're seeing that. But Dwayne, Dwayne, tomorrow night, or is it tonight? Do we play right, tonight? tonight? The Sabres play the Islanders tonight. So can we talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. We don't have done an episode now. I got I to gotta, I gotta leave it for my lesson here in 10 minutes, so – yeah, no, um, we got a, a bunch of great information. Um, Kanzi was in on the press conference, so I've been getting some updates from Ralph Kruger. Um, it looks like Sam Reinhardt, not COVID-related. He has a small injury. He's a game-time decision, as well as a few of these other guys. Toby Reeder is back as well. Jake McCabe, Brandon Montour was back out there. Um, but it looked like McCabe and Montour stayed out to do a little bit of extra skating with the coaches, so they'll likely be out Olmark uh, was the first goalie off, so he'll probably be starting in that. All right, let me throw something at you guys. Listen, I've been thinking a lot about this, uh, and it came up last night when I was watching Colorado. Now, even though they lost to Vegas, they had to shut down for a little bit too, right? Yep. What was the one disadvantage we talked about? Teams didn't have a training camp. They didn't have the benefit of exhibition time, right? One of the Sabres' biggest issues is figuring out our lines, um, finding that chemistry. I know this is going to – don't take this in the wrong way. Nobody likes being off with COVID. But can we look back and say, hey, that extra week of practice, even though nobody, not everybody was there, did that extra week help them figure some things out internally? What do you guys think? I'll tie. I'll let you lead off. Uh, I don't – I think that the time away is going to be good for guys like Jack who who seemed like they were labored a bit. I yep. think keeping the guys away from each other, though, isn't the best thing because Obviously, you're trying to build the chemistry between right? them. Yeah. And, like, you want them 
even like if you're doing film sessions, you're, they're having to do it the same way we're having to do podcasts now, you yeah. know, through the internet. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really building that camaraderie with some of these guys when you're adding a bunch of players into your roster. So as as far as that goes, I think it, I think it really hurts the growth of of chemistry and and that. But some of these guys could benefit from it. I think I think we're going to see a rejuvenated Eichel tonight. I think he might really take over this game and could make Dewey Crocs shake right out of his Crocs. I hope so. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. My point was this, guys. There was a f- there was a few guys that never had to stop skating. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was a group that stayed together that, that for this that never they tested. Down, didn't they have to shut down the facility, Ty? Yeah, they were shut down for like a week. They started yeah. skating again, like at the. At the around this time last week, yeah. All right, all right. then my argument, the positive my test stops coming in with yeah. Steve. With Steve, no, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't because it, it, it did give Jack Eichel the opportunity to run because he was clearly laboring and uh, laboring an injury and he was playing through it. Steve Reinhardt, I mean, Steve Reinhardt, Sam Reinhardt was um hurt going into what would have been their next game before the COVID thing ha- happened. I mean, he was like a game time decision for that. Yeah, that game. was the injury he got from that goal he scored, right? In front of the net, the power play goal. He was uh, out of the game. There was, there was definitely an injury sustained in that game. I don't know if it was from the goal, but he was, you know, he, he, he missed a, he missed a game or two there. And then he was a game time decision. I think he played that second devil's game. I believe he did. Um, but he, you're clearly not a hundred percent. If you're a game time decision that day, you did travel with the team. But you know that now it gave him an opportunity to get healthy. Jack's healthy, you know. A lot of these guys, but that that it's a catch twenty two because yeah, you, all these guys are healthy now. But like Ty said, you don't have the opportunity. It's a competitive disadvantage if you ask me for them to play anybody else but the Devils right now because you're going up against teams that have been playing, that have been practicing with their head coach, and have been running their na- same four lines, not putting makeshift lines together from your taxi squad just to be able to run a practice. So, it, you know, and I'm not even sure, we're not even sure, it, you know, lineup-wise today, who's going to be, in, Ty, have they released a final lineup today? No, no, there's like four or five guys who are game-time decisions. Yeah, if like, you know. They can get their their negative test results or their PCRs in in time? No, no, they, a lot of them already tested negative and they're like, they're eligible. It's just whether they're feeling up to it. Because oh, like, okay. Toby, like Toby Reader, for example, said um, he had symptoms, but they were only like, like a day long, like he, right. you know, right. the next day he's okay. So like they're more, more or less testing some of them and making sure they're up to it fully. Awesome. Um, any, any good bets with, with you and the maniac, anything that he's throwing out there tonight, any good. Uh, I haven't even looked at the board yet. We're going to be running a DDZ even before this gets aired. So, so we'll hey, be I'm on a good it, that. I love what you guys do. Keep that shit. Yeah, that shit we got, we had a ton of, ton of plays over trainwrecksports.com. If you're ever trying to bet on some hockey, Jake's been doing a great job with that. Uh, some guy named Steve's been doing some stuff for us too. And um, yeah, we got a ton of stuff coming out um, all time. Trainwrecksports.com. I know Dwayne stays getting some articles up there as well. He does a great job. So um, that's something that we've done a great job in, in expanding lately. I yeah, love it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, that Buttes article was a lot of fun. Uh, just uh, we have we have something cooking up right now on Eric Portillo. Um, uh, we're going to have Steve Shields what on. Start he's had, though. What a great uh, start he's had. Oh, unbelievable, man. Like, he's Did really. You his teammates, the kid that's supposed to. Oh, a Quinn Power or Owen Power. He's yeah. supposed to be number one overall this year. That man is unbelievable. Best mm-hmm. best defensive prospect I've seen. I think he's better than Darlene. He's more smooth. He's got better defensive jam. He is an absolute weapon. 
yeah, you know, that whole team is fun to watch right now. Uh, I know when we had Steve on, I know Cully, you weren't there, but Ty, you were on the episode with us. You know, I can't wait till all this stuff is over with. We get over to Yost and just maybe catch a game, maybe as a guest of Steve Shield. Yeah, I would love that. He would be a return. He, he's going to be a return guest. We're going to talk about Eric. I'm going to put out a piece on Eric Portillo and my opinions, how I, everybody's talking about Uka Pekka Luka to be the next guy. I think Eric Portillo is the next guy. I think he's bigger. I think he's more athletic. I think that he's got um, the higher ceiling and he doesn't have two, two, um, surges, uh, two hip surgeries to worry about. Hey, I have some cool news to share. uh, And I want to do it on this. Um, I mentioned DJ Smith to Steve Dangle. He's Ottawa Senators head coach. Correct. I I had a very close relationship with him in in Windsor. He was my assistant coach underneath Bob Bugner. Um, I had emailed him in the summer asking me if, if he would, you know, do a zoom thing like this for my kids camp, uh, my goalie camp. And he yep. said, no problem. Um, and, you know, went back and forth. I told him about two goals, one mic. When the borders are open, uh, we will have a one-game, you know, one-time-only press pass to go up to, what is it, the Bell Center? No, that's Canadians. But to Ottawa, Canadian Tire Center. We'll be able to go up there. That'd be so fun to do an interview up there with him and anybody else that they let us do. Yeah, and they got a lot of young talent up there, too. So that is a good I would love to do Stutzel if they give him to us. Who? Tim Stutzel. Bring him oh. back over. Bring him back over the border with us. No, like do an episode while we're up there for the game. Oh, I thought you said we wanted to bring him. If he'll give him to us, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll bring back some stuff. Hey, to hey, I mean, if he wants to, fucking throw him in the lineup. Yeah, throw him, throw throw him in the in the Jeep Compass. Let's go. Um, hey, so real quick, boys, predictions for tonight. Sabers first game back. Um, you know what? It's it's tough. There's a lot of lot of things working against them. Dwayne, I like your point about the only fair team for them to play is the Devils, who are in the same spot. But Ty, I'll, Ty B, I'll lead off with you. What do you think tonight's game ends up as? What's the final? Who do you who do you like being being the next factor today? Yeah, my my worries about this game are falling into the trap of playing the Islanders style of hockey, um, playing, you know, low event hockey, mucking things down, slowing down the game. And for a team, you know, coming off this stretch where they haven't been out there consistently skating in two weeks, um, you got to worry a little bit about where their stamina level is. I think, you know, they're going to come out buzzing early, but can you keep that up um, towards the end of the game? Are you able to withstand that pressure from the aisles the whole time? If Because if you can outskate them early, you can get a lead and you can sit on it and force the aisles to play a different brand of hockey. You could win this one. Um, but that's going to be key. I think if we can get Eichel out there scoring, he is he is the linchpin that really puts this whole team together. He is the face of the franchise for a reason. I think we're going to see a great performance from him. And if he does that, I got Sabres 3-1. Yeah, I, uh, I, like I, don't dis- I don't disagree with that prediction. It's just, I you know, you're going to have really tired legs, I think, out there. I think uh, the inability to consistently practice over the last two weeks might catch up with them, especially in the third period. I don't want to say it's going to be like a three-to-one win, but, you know, I could see this game going to a shootout or uh, overtime or a shootout, but I, 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 it's hard for me to predict a win or a loss. But I'm going to I'm gonna say a three-two – actually, no, I'll say a four-three Buffalo victory in a shootout. Um, my X factor has been Simeon Vyalamov. He's been playing really well in the pipes um, ever since his shutout of the Rangers. Um, he 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 lo- it, in the shootout against Pittsburgh. Their only loss in the in the past few games. He was outstanding. Um, he was don- dominant against the Bruins. They hey, listen, they're coming off a they beat a really good Bruins team. And like Ty B alluded to, the way they play, um, Barry Trotz had them 
buzzing against the Bruins. And we are not the Bruins. So we can only hope, and playing off Tybee's point again, that we're able to match that somehow and, and use our, our weapons to, to open things up. Uh, but it sure would be nice for us to, to, to win a game because of goaltending. Listen, you're not going to steal a game and get a shutout every game. You need to give your team a chance to win, but you got to steal some. And I can't remember. Well, yeah, um, Allmark did steal one for us there uh, before the break. But, no, it's going to be fun to see. I'm so excited Sabres Hockey's back. It's been so, so different. Last note for me, gents, and then I'm out of here. I watched Vegas, Colorado last night. Two of my most favorite teams to watch. It was absolutely beautiful. Vegas is a wagon, and Nathan McKinnon gets me blood flowing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, yeah. I, I got McKinnon on one of my fantasy hockey teams, and uh, it was a keeper league, so – uh, we actually got McKinnon because it was a keeper league and uh, it was a three-year key. So he was drafted two years ago. I think that was our last year with him as the keeper, uh, but we got him in the seventh round. So, that's a, that's a, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's a magician. Yeah. Um, you, 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 that value is through the roof. If you're, if you're getting, if you're, if you're, if you're getting Nathan McKinnon in the, in the seventh round of your keeper league. So. Hey, one nothing game last night. Mark Andre Fleury. Does everybody here like Mark Andre Fleury? Oh, Flower. Love yeah, him. I love him. Love him. How could you not? But man, he looked sharp last night. He was tracking the pucks really well. He looked like himself like five years ago in his prime, seven years ago in his prime. Um, love that he's getting nods over Leonard. Hey, I'll take either one of those two. Would you guys welcome back Robin Leonard? Welcome sure. him back to the trade. Yeah, why not? I don't think he'll come back here, but anyone to help us win, I don't care. Yeah, I think we need to address Dwayne in that if he helps us win. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I give me a goaltender. I think, I think Mark Andre Fleury because of that contract Leonard just signed is probably the odd man out. Um, I could definitely see, uh, you know, a, a situation where he's traded to Buffalo. Um, it depends on what the what the cost is. Uh, obviously, money would be an issue too. You know, you'd have to be have money income, money going back to them, money coming in. Jonathan. Jonathan Quick might be available. Do you like him? I mean, who doesn't love Johnny Quick? But he's well, well past. Cal Peterson started the past like five, four out of the past five games, and his numbers are ridiculous. Uh, I think you're seeing something, you know, pan out there. Would you guys take? It's ironic because Cal Peterson's an asshole for ditching us. But you yeah. know, if could, would you take Johnny Quick too? If the numbers were right, better than Omar yeah. or better than Hutton. Yeah, so, definitely uh, better than Hutton. Um, and the last question, you mentioned Ranta before, Dwayne. Uh, I did get a chance to see him. Uh, they lost to St. Louis in, in overtime. Um, he would absolutely be an upgrade over Hutton as well. Um, so I hope they're able to figure one of those out. I do too, man. It's, you know, it's a definitely a glaring issue on this team. If you can get that figured out, I think you win a lot more games than you lose. So, uh, but hey, with that being said, guys, this has been episode 51 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Thanks again, Steve Dangle. Make sure you uh, you know you catch his uh, podcast later today. From everything he's teasing, it looks like he's going to be having the rated R superstar on his show uh, later today on the Steve Dangle podcast. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to his show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and you know, uh, just you know, the guy. You know, if you like what we bring here at Two Goalies One Mike. You're going to love what Steve brings because he's been doing it for five times longer than I have. So or actually longer than that. I think he's been doing it since 2009. So it's been Ty. I can't do math. What's what is that? Um, I'm not doing the math either. 
2000. I, I wasn't paying attention to the numbers you were saying, years, to be honest. 12 years. We've doing it for 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. So it's 12 yeah. years sounds like a good number. So he's doing it 12 times longer than I have, me and Cully have. So uh, absolutely, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, electric episode, Ty. Thanks for popping up in here at the end. Thanks for doing all the production that you did today. Thanks for the entire Two Goalies, One Mike team for helping us tease this episode. Again, this has been episode 51. Get to manscaped.com. Use code word trainwreck, all capital letters, T-R-A-I-N-W-R-E-C-K. Get 20% off your entire purchase plus free shipping. This has been Two Goalies, One Mike. We will talk to you next week.